I want to read this notes section in your bulletin as I introduce this next individual. The notes say, if you've ever flown, remember when the steward asks you to fasten your seatbelt? Why? In case of a crash, it could help you, or in case of a rough ride, it would keep you safer. And as you're preparing to land, please fasten your seatbelt in preparation for landing. The same instructions apply to us in our journey with Christ. Fasten your seatbelts because the journey is not over for any of us. Ministry to seniors. Yep, fellow travelers, seniors, fasten your seatbelts because we're, are, we are still part of the incredible team that Jesus is leading heavenward. Make sure you are safely prepared for the rest of the journey so you can impart the wisdom that you've gained from Jesus to these young souls around us and who are with us. We are in it to win it. Pastor Paul Hoyt, will you come join me here? We're going to pray over you as you bring the word to us today. He's pumped. He's pumped. I'm pumped for him. We've been chatting all week, man. This is great. This is one of the coolest places to preach in. Good. And I pray that you would experience the joy and the thrill of preaching yeah. from this pulpit. And as he said, seniors were in it to win it. But his message goes to everybody what he's about to say. Yep. So fasten your seatbelts. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we just we ask, Lord, that you would speak through Paul. And what you've laid on his heart, I pray, Father, it would flow from him. And God, that we would receive what it is you have for us today. Anoint this man of God to bring forth the word, the truth. And Lord, it would glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Yes. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord. I'm a preacher's kid. Never have I ever, ever seen seatbelts in a pew. A few times I needed one when I fell asleep. Yeah, I slept in church. My mom thought it was easier to control three young boys in church. Let them sleep. Praise the Lord. Just, you'll hear the word. Just be shh, quiet. So no seatbelts. But the word is challenging. And if you're not careful, if you begin to believe it, if you begin to let it soak deeply in you, things are going to change and you're going to wake up one day and look in the mirror Say, who is that? Who is that? Jesus said to the disciples as he was, he was preparing for, for the crucifixion, he said to them, you can't go with me. But I want you to stay in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. My message could be summed up and we could go home right now. Jesus was with them. He's not with us in the sense of you can touch him, see him, you know, go fishing with him, eat his fish that he cooks on the shore. Can't do that. But he said the Holy Spirit will, who's with us will be in us. That's our, that's our gift, his gift to the church. It's no wonder the world hates the church. Because the world is controlled by the 
enemy of Christ. And the enemy of Christ is my enemy. Proverbs says this, and, and Solomon, I'm pretty sure, did not know Jesus. He said, listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go on your way. For they cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, my daughter, my fellow traveler, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Solomon was given wisdom from God. And he talks about a path that uh, will, will lead to many years. The years of your life will be many. Now listen, I've been a pastor long enough to know that over my course of being a pastor in California, I buried everybody that died. They asked me to. And they asked me to perform some, some um, funeral services for one as young as two hours old and her brain wasn't fully developed and she was dying and the mother was panicky didn't go to my church I didn't know her called uh, called my office she said I know who you are and I need you to pray and I, I'd like for you to come to the hospital and my my baby's sick and I mean she just and I said what hospital and where, where I'll be right there and I walked in the room they got me all scrubbed up and the and ready. And I said to the nurses, she wants me to baptize this baby. But I am not prepared to baptize that baby because I didn't bring any water. And on top of that, I don't think she needs to be baptized. I think she needs to be committed to the Lord, and we're going to do that. So I put my hand on a little baby's forehead, and I prayed and thanked God for this precious soul that came into this life, into that family's life, soon to be taken, and, it, and she was. But the family was assured and comforted. Make a long story short, we did the graveside service. She thanked me profusely. I got a letter, probably one of the only letters I've ever gotten from somebody who, who I'd been involved with a funeral, but 
it meant something to her. My point is this, whether you're two hours old or I haven't met anybody over, I almost met a lady at care home the other day was 100. She was 99, but she cheated. She passed away a month before her 100th birthday. But my point is we're all headed that direction. And Solomon, trying to help young people, well, Solomon, uh, David and Solomon were trying to be helpful to, to their uh, children. And so they're trying to be helpful to us. He said, uh, we're here. And so if we're here, we're going to take one of two paths. And that is your choice. You're here, and I just can say to you today, welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Doesn't matter about yesterday, it's gone, but we got today, don't we? I don't care if it snowed 500 feet yesterday, it didn't today. I don't think it's gonna today. I don't care, today's okay. This is our day. This is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. We're not gonna take advantage, we're not gonna take this opportunity for granted. We're going to take advantage of what God is saying to us. And he's reminding us we're on a path, and this is where you're headed. Wherever you are this moment, you've been headed here your whole life. You didn't know it. I didn't know seven years ago we were going to leave Iowa. Or leave Iowa. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, that we were going to leave California and move to Iowa. Didn't know that. But here we are. I don't know where we're going tomorrow, but I know today I'm here. Faith Church, by the way, this is uh, January 21st, 2018, just in case you forgot or didn't know where you were in your journey. And you're in the, uh, the Faith Community Church of Palmer. Beautiful church, beautiful, beautiful, uh, well, he was a youth pastor, he got a title that's different now. Still youth pastor. Okay. He's still youth pastor. All the youth knew that. <laughs> you know what's funny? When Pastor Niles introduced me a, oh, a month or so ago as a pastor to seniors, there's a high school kid standing back there and his mouth dropped open. <laughs> and uh, so when I inter shook his hand after the service, he said, man, I thought he said you were the youth pastor. I wish he, I knew he felt that way because I could do it. <laughs> I could do it. I just look old. So this is where you are. So how's it going so far? How's this journey you're on, how's that working out for you? You chose the path. How's it working? You like it? Is it exciting? Is it fulfilling? Is it everything you thought it'd be? Well... Judah, is it? These little kids can be happy. They're happy. They're wonderful kids. I'm so glad my great-grandkids, all of them, all of them are here today. Roberta and I got off the airplane, um, whatever day it was, and uh, went down the ramp, and here's Samantha and, and, uh, and Sebastian, and oh, I expected that. That was wonderful, but I didn't see anybody else. So we're hugging on them, and out of the corner of my eye, I see another little kid run out and grab Roberta. Who's that? 
Maddie, where'd you come from? And Maddie and, and, uh, and uh, Sarah were there, and uh, Jack. Jackson was standing there. I said, oh, my. So anyhow, they came out. I don't know if they planned on it, but they came. We've been having a ball this week. They're on a journey. They like their journey so far. Get to be with Grandpa and Gigi and eat all that food. But how's your journey going? It doesn't matter about my journey today. I want to ask you how your journey's going. Is it everything you wanted? Is that marriage everything you thought it'd be? Is that uh, new job working out? Is the uh, is that uh, oh oh every time I got out of fresh like in school you know you go from freshman to sophomore to junior and if you're lucky you get to be a senior and if you're really lucky they let you out. How's that working for you? You ready to retire? How's that job working? I got news for you. Retirement's overrated. Think about it again. And all the wives said, oh, no. <laughs> no. Now, listen, you're on a journey, and where you are is where you chose to be. It's not an accident. He says to us, hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well. And if you're getting good instruction, don't lose the instructions. You ever tried to put together a crib without any instructions? That could be a week-long process. You ever tried to work on a car? I had a car breakdown after yeah, we were on our way home from, uh, to, to uh, go see Ro Roberta's folks. And going up the grapevine, my, my little car just started popping, pop, pop, pop. Uh-oh, that don't sound good. And then it died. Well, that's not good either. So I started it, and it's pop, pop, pop. So I, I said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get further up the road than this. Up on top of the grapevine, there's a Chevron gas station. It's 11 o'clock Friday night. Pulled up to the, to the thing, and he shut the door. <laughs> he was done for the day. So, but my car is parked right there, and he came to his, the passenger door, and as he come out the door, the car died. I popped the hood, and I said, I got a problem. He said, you sure do. I said, well, can you fix it? He said, I'm going home. I said, well, that's fine. You can go home, but what do I need to do? What's wrong with it? He said, well, it sounds to me like you got a cracked head and your piston's broke. Couldn't be like, you know, changing a spark plug. I could do that. By the time Sunday came, the Lord and I worked on a little 61 Falcon Ford motor, tore it down, literally tore it down. Saturday, we got up early. You can't sleep in a Falcon. I don't care if it's 100 degrees, you're going to freeze. And in the grapevine, you will freeze. Couldn't sleep, so I was working. Get that thing done. Wes and I got out of the car. He handed me tools. He's five, six years old. We took everything off that car. The guy opened for business, and I'm standing there waiting with the head off. He said, well, is it cracked? I said, how do I know? He said, well, go back over to your car, and I'll give you a, he gave me a, a putty knife. He said, scrape the head. You'll see. I said, oh, okay. I thought he would just get me out of his hair and make, a, make that long story longer. It was. And uh, 
I said, well, what do I do now? We have to buy another one. How do you get it? Well, I don't know, but I got one back here I'll give you. I'll sell it to you cheap, 40 bucks. So can you work on it? I said, well, I've got it this far. Had to call Roberto's dad. Hey, how do you time this thing? You know, you get it all apart, take it all apart. The journey was not fun. But I was there because that car failed me and maybe I didn't change the oil enough. I don't know. But where are you in your journey? You are on the journey. And there's a couple of choices that we can make. We can either stay on that journey as unfulfilling, as unhappy, as, un, as frustrating. You know what, I've never met, I had a, a man in my church in, in uh, California that, that was a heroin addict. I didn't know it, he didn't broadcast it, but he was. And I went to his wife one day, he wouldn't come to church. She had gotten saved, he said, uh, what am I gonna do, I'm gonna lose my job. So she calls me, what is Miguel gonna do? He's got a choice. You can fess up, confess you got a problem and they'll help you, or you can just keep on that path and they'll fire you. What's your choice? Well, well, I want help. Then you take them to HR and that's what'll happen. The Lord was in that journey, Russ. That man, <clears throat> after he did all of that and they put him on leave and sent him to a 28 day program, the day he started a program, he called his wife and said, can you get Pastor Hoyt to get me out of here so I can go to the men's retreat that is, is starting today, Friday. And uh, we were going to be speaking there and, and uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and I said, uh, Maria, I don't know if they'll let him go, but uh, long he, they did. They let him go. I had his methadone in my pocket. Doctor said, if he needs it, you give it to him. If he doesn't need it, don't tell him he got it. Okay. Friday night, the speaker had spoke powerfully. God had moved. People were getting excited about changing their pathway. And Miguel was one of those. He looked down the line at me. He said, Pastor, can I go down there and pray? I said, Miguel, that's why you're here? Came down. There was a bunch of guys praying. God was moving. Gilbert and I put our hands on him. We were praying for him. Put our hands on him, brother. Just like that, and we're praying, keeping out. You know, you pray with your eyes shut, right? And I'm watching. The Bible also says, watch and pray. I have my hand on him. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm not a mystic. I'm not, but God shot through me and, in, and, and Gilbert with me into his back, down his body. He didn't fall over. He didn't do any weird thing. Nothing happened except... I looked at Gilbert while they're all still praying. I said, what happened, brother? I don't know, but I think it's good. So we just kept praying. I didn't say anything to Miguel. I didn't take him through the sinner's prayer. I didn't do the 12 steps of whatever. I didn't do any of that. God had done it. He got up from there and said, I'm going a different way. He sat down. The, the thing went on Saturday morning, next morning. By the way, I still got his methadone. I didn't tell him. He's a heroin addict. Did I tell you that? They need methadone when they don't have heroin. 
that morning, Saturday morning, the, the speaker kept speaking. Miguel is, uh, uh, I guess you can tell he's Mexican, and spoke wonderful Spanish and English, wonderful guy. But he was talking about needing help. This speaker did. Steve Baker. We need help. We're trying to reach the Hispanic community in, in California. And uh, so he preached, and God moved, and here's another opportunity in that path. He said, does anybody want to say, I, I want to follow Jesus down that path? Again, Miguel looked down at me and said, can I go pray again? Man, you can go pray as much as you want. And the Lord called him to the ministry Saturday. Heroin addict Friday called to the ministry on Saturday. Did that happen with everybody? No, that's his journey. That's his path. You're not going down that path. That path is closed. Miguel passed away last month. 56 years old. All those drugs took a toll. God healed him of addiction, but didn't heal him of the consequences of that previous path. Took him to heaven, and in the time that he got healed that's that Friday night, I know now he was healed. I didn't know it then. I still had his methadone. When we took him back Sunday afternoon, I said, how are you going to explain to Maria that you not only got saved, but now you're called to the ministry and you're going to be a span. How are you going to? He said, I don't know. But he did, and she accepted it, and, and they did a wonderful job. God used them mightily. Souls are in the kingdom. I could not reach because I don't speak Spanish. But they came to the Lord because Miguel could, because that's his path. How's that working out for you? Well, he's rejoicing in heaven today. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And by the way, I gave the methadone back to the doctor. I didn't need it. Somebody else might. So he tells us, he tells us, the writer to Proverbs tells us, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. I'm not one of those that says when I get saved, then I'm liable to fall again. Okay, that's your path. He said, I won't stumble. It isn't because of me. It isn't because I'm so smart. Did you hear what he said? If you follow on my path, you're not going to stumble. Why? Because if you're obedient. Do you know what getting to heaven is? A daily trip. We got done with a 10-day cruise. It wasn't short enough. <laughs> All 10 days. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. But this journey, guard it well, for it's your life. So, how's your path working? Are you happy with it so far? If you are, say praise the Lord. You're overwhelming me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Or you got some issues. Is your path got some issues? There's things happening and you just, I got good news for you. Get off that path. Just get off it. You chose to get on it, get off of it. You say, well, I can't. I, 
You can if you follow the path maker. I, I build a road through the wilderness, he said. And it's a straight road. It's the road of holiness. And you can run on it and not stumble. Horses won't fall over. I don't know if they're going to go on that road, but it's a, it's a clear, clean pathway. It was built for your success in following Jesus all the way past the gate. You know what gate I'm talking about? That pearly gate. Man, what a gate. I read Revelation a couple of times. It describes the, the pearls. It's one pearl. One on each side. That's a whole nother message, huh? But he has created the path that you can succeed on. If you don't succeed, get on the path. Does it mean I got to pray every day? <laughs> yes. Did you hear what he said? He said, hold on to instruction. Sunday school won't kill you. 24 seniors in Sunday school this morning, brother. 24 senior citizens had better things to do, or other things to do, not better, other things maybe, but they came. Why? Because we're all going to hold on to instruction. Don't let it go. Guard it well. When he gives you the path, you guard it. Why? Because it's all you got. The Holy Spirit's there to help you. If you refuse to get on the, how is he going to help you if you're fighting and fussing all the time? Cut it out. Whiners ain't going to make it. Or maybe they'll make it barely. Man, I'm telling you, I'm in this thing to win it. You're a long-distance runner, aren't you? Used to be. Do we need to pray about it? Nobody chasing you? I tried running track in high school. One season. One season. I'm a 400-yard guy. I, 400. You want me to run 500 yards? I'll puke on you. One day at a track meet, the coach says, hey, does anybody want to volunteer to run a mile? Steve didn't show up. Well, I wasn't too smart. Nobody accused me of being really smart. Yeah, coach, I'll do it. Well, that's only, that's four 400 yards? Or is that eight 400 yards? Four. Can't be that hard. It's only 400 yards four times, right? I got news for you. I almost threw up without finishing. But I was in that thing to win it. You want to hear that I won that mile race? You're not going to hear it from me. (laughs) What you're going to hear from me is I finished that stupid race. I think my DNA says if you're going to start it, finish it. And I watched all those guys go through that. They They had the checkered flag, the first guy through. The next guy, you know, we kept going around. The, the other guy, the only regular track uh, mile runner, he fell out into the infield. As I'm going by, the last one, 
there's a big gap between me and the last guy. I'm the last guy. He fell out and he said, Paul, Paul, quit. Just, yeah, you don't hurt me. You're not eating on my there. Just quit. I ran by, I'm running by with my last breath almost. I said, I ain't no quitter. This is as fast as I was going. <laughs> You're on the path. Nobody made you get on it. Get off it, you don't like it. Get off. Don't even signal. Pull over. Lord, where's the beginning of this path? At the foot of the cross. He said that I can do all things. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Boy, if you ever begin to really believe the Bible, you're going to have a revolution take place in your life. And some of you already, you're nodding and you're smiling. You're, yeah, preach it, brother. You already know, don't you? Don't you already know? It's not because we're worthy. It's because he was worthy to give everything up to put us, give us the opportunity to get on the right path. The right path. I found out the other day my expedition the world's best car. Coming over from Rolf to Havelock and on C26, the right side of the road didn't look all illuminated. That wonderful car had a headlight out. How dear it. But on that road that he's made for us, the lights don't go out. There's a light on it through the dark. But do you realize what Jesus said? You're like the light on a hill. And do you know how dark this world is? That one Christian voice, one Christian presence can get some, can get some hateful people all stirred up because they see the light. You realize you can't see darkness, right? What you're seeing in darkness is a lack of light. That makes sense. It don't to me. Light that, light that candle. Light that flashlight. That light makes a difference, and the light of the world is still Jesus. So that's our choice. Get off of it. If you don't have any peace, no contentment, no joy, no challenge, no purpose, wrong direction. He wants all that for us. It ought to be a normal thing to have a happy Christian life. Does that mean you'll never have any trouble? That's not the point. That's not the point. What it means is you're going to be equipped to absorb the bumps, if there are any. Uh, I'm only barely 70. Okay, the other side. And there's bumps in the road. The path is not without its challenges. That's why he said guard it. That's why he said hold on to it. When life hands you a, a, a curveball, you have the instruction book. You got your instruction book with you? My word is a lamp to what? And where are your feet? 
If you're on that path, you got all light you need. Buddha can't touch that. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. The full light of day is coming. Jesus is coming. Our world needs more than Donald Trump. And praise the Lord for his leadership. But it's not enough. It's not enough. There's so many people who have revealed how wicked they've been. Some of them are proud of it. Some of them are losing their job. Some of them are losing their career. I have a feeling there's a whole bunch of people in, in Washington today that are maybe, maybe they're in their own prayer meeting hoping against hope that nobody finds out how rotten they've been. But that day is coming. Maybe not here. But one day. But when we get on the path, do you know what Jesus does to your past? Do you know what he does? Brother Russ, where does he throw it? Where does he throw your sin? As far as the east, and trust me, that's east. That's where the sun comes up, by the way. As far as the east is from the west. Do you know where that is? Nobody does. He says he throws it into the sea of his forgetfulness. And as that sea was just rocking and rolling on that, on that ship, well, no, it's doing that on the ocean, and that ship is going through all that, uh, looking down in those waters. Oh. I said, man, if he threw my sins in there, I'm not going fishing for him. Why? Because I'm holding on to the instruction he gave me. Forget that which is in the past. Focus on where you're going with him. You know, that's when Jesus said you must be born again, he's talking about a real event that must take place in our heart. And it's as real as, the, as getting off of... Off of, of uh, Highway 3 and on to N65. That's a pretty real turn, isn't it? You can't guess at it. You're either going to do it or not. You're either going to come down here or you're going to go up to my house, one or the other. If you're going up 65, you're going to hit my house sooner or later. Hold on to it. Hold on in this journey. Hold on to it. Hold on to the instruction. Try to catch up here, Russ. The difference, the difference in your ending will de be determined by your beginning. If you're not on the right path, there is no good ending. But you get on the path, it's just come to me. Come on. Come on, we got, a, we got a party to go to. We're headed for a wedding reception. Did you know that? We're heading for a celebration. Did you know that? No more tears, no more crying, no more nothing. We'll throw that wheelchair away. 
will throw the, the blind man's cane away. Unless he decides to do it sooner, he could do that too, but that, that's his choice. We're on the path. We're on the path. What you, where you end up is determined by where you start. The path, the end of the path is pretty clear. He gave you that instruction. Follow me. He said to Peter, follow me. He said to Peter, he said to Peter again, after Peter had followed him, you ever thought about that? Peter, the guy who got out of the boat. Peter, the guy who was a leader. Peter, he denied Christ the night he got crucified. That big, strong man failed in the test. But guess who Jesus asked for? Where's Peter? Where's Peter? He restored him, got him back on the path. And he said, Peter, follow me. I can just hear the echo in Peter's mind. Yeah, I heard that before. But he was following Jesus. Jesus said, I'm not going to be with you anymore. Peter, follow me. You can't go with me now, but follow me. Follow the path I've set out. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to give you the wisdom and the strength and the power to get to the end. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. If you're not going to do it alone, Jesus will refuse to leave you alone. He loves you. So right now, I would just challenge you. Father, challenge us. Do we want to be happy and contented following you? Yes, in spite of the issues that we may be faced with, if you solve them, wonderful. If you don't, wonderful. We want to be with you. We want the end of this journey to be worth it. Lord, we sing a song in church sometimes. I don't know. The, we probably sung it here. It will be worth it all. When we see Jesus, all the other stuff just is not worth sweating about. The journey is his journey. I challenge you, finish what you start with Jesus. Finish it. I'm saying I'm challenging the seniors. Let's finish it. Let's finish it. We're not done. Okay, we're old. Okay, okay, I get that. Every morning I get up, I get that. Every morning I got to tell my body what to do. But I'm on this journey. You're on this journey. As long as you're breathing, as long as you're standing, as long as you're dressed, especially, and you're here, and you're up, you're going to work, you're alive. You have hope. He is not done with you. I don't care how, if you, how old is Judah? Two? Two going on 19. Do you know what this is for? Ooh, a car key. Yeah, I want it back. <laughs> if you're Judah's age, or if you're Methuselah's age, doesn't matter. You have life and breath. You can be involved in his kingdom. Us seniors in the church, we kind of moved aside. 
you youngins are in charge of the board and the and the, all the financing and all the building and all oh what a wonderful classy you fix for us thank you whoever did that thank you wasn't that great the guys come in there in class they said what room is this <laughs> they took the wall down they're going to put new carpet down it's a great room but my point is we don't have to do what the rest of them are doing. We're open and available to do what God is instructing us as only seniors can do. The best advertising for me for a senior is somebody else who's a senior. I've been a hospice chaplain for, I don't know, eight or nine months until they closed the program. <laughs> they gave the job to somebody else. It's all right. It's okay. Fort Dodge can do it. But I learned this, people that are my age and older who don't know Jesus are really asking for somebody. Can you tell me about Jesus? Does that Bible really work? Some of them were right on the, on the edge. Now, for a, for a preacher, that's a pretty good place to have somebody who can't run. You gotta listen. And Russ is so polite, he's not running either. But we have something to say to them. I was young and he kept me through all those years. I'm old and he's still faithful. And he's challenging me. I've worked more since I retired than I did before. Partly because of choice. Retirement's overrated. You can go nuts. If you're almost there, it won't be a long trip. It won't take long either. I've got to have something to do. I have to tell these young guys, I love you guys. You don't even know me, do you? Do you know me? Do you know what my favorite color is? I don't either. <laughs> oh, you said it. It's blue. I wonder why. I don't know you. I know you run. Used to. What are you doing now? Stand on a second. Yeah. 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 Yeah, of course he's taller than the guy, the old guy. But I can wear you down. You want to go two on two out here? Careful. Careful. I could embarrass you. I'm the age where I don't care. <laughs> I could fall flat on my face and nobody, well, of course he's old. <laughs> I like your boys. I've always liked her boys and they don't even know me. I've rooted for this team. Why? Well, we sit two rows behind you and we pray for you guys. Are you part of that family? Man, are you sure you weren't adopted? You know these guys for a long time, right? All your life? You know how lucky you are? Lucky. Yeah. I talked to a guy I went to first grade with for the first time. And I went to first grade. They had him. They had first grade. 1950. I left there in 1953, and I was in the third grade. I hadn't talked to, to Leslie. Leslie Steepro. I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't thought about him until we went to do my, my sister's funeral in Oregon. And I thought, wait a minute. 
I wonder where Leslie Steepro is. Praise God for Facebook. <laughs> Found him. Called him up. Leslie, you don't know who I am, but I was in your first grade in Alsea, Oregon. This is Paul. Paul Hoyt? He remembered. I'd known his name all those years. I didn't grow up with those guys. I didn't grow up with anybody. Roberta tell you I never grew up. That's okay. But we're on a pathway. We're on a path. I want you to join me on that pathway. We're going to have fun on that pathway. Listen, Jesus is in favor of fun. Well, don't tell me if he isn't. I think he is. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have made, oh, I could tell you some jokes that made me promise not to. I won't. I want you to know that this is serious stuff, and I've had fun doing it and giving it to you, but I also understand that God wants these young kids to be able to say, I went to church where there were some old, older folks. They're very respectful. Some senior citizens who showed us how to win it. And they said they won it because they're in it to win it. Stand up, would you? Brother Russ is going to pray for us. I'm done. <laughs> I want you to stay up here with me. Yes, sir. All right, folks. We're going to close our service with prayer, and I ask that you lift your hands with me as we pray. And Father, we just thank you so much for, for your word through Pastor Paul today. And God, I pray that, that we would be people who desire to be on your path. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, I pray that uh, if there's anybody that listened to his message today, that, God, that they desire to change that path. The road they're on, they feel like they just are ready to get off of it. And I pray, Lord, that you would guide them. And, Lord, that they would come to you and receive you as their Savior. Just like the change that Miguel made in his life. Come and transform. Yes, Jesus, do it. And we pray, Father, that as there are people right now by faith saying they want to they wanna join you on the path that you have, I pray, Father, you'd make it very real for those individuals right now. And Lord, we thank you. I pray, Father, that as we walk this path, Lord, equip us. Yes, Lord. Equip us to do ministry no matter where we're at in our life. We just lift this to you now, Lord. I pray that you would bless and guide this church body to expand your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.